You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? Going well. How about you? Fun show yesterday and lots to talk about today, too. Two more teams to buzz through. Good stuff. Yeah, we are talking about a couple teams that are suddenly connected uh, this offseason. The New England Patriots, the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll get to those two teams very soon. Uh, I wanted to ask you this. This is, of course, the big news. We talked about the games. We talked about uh, Ben Roethlisberger yesterday. We didn't talk about Tom Brady, and, and what are your thoughts on this situation? I mean, needless to say, it's gigantic news. I understand why he'd do it. You know, a, a Patriot theme was always sell a, a, a year too early as opposed to a year too late, and I'm sure Brady looked at guys like Peyton, Eli, Ben, Breeze, and saw their final season and just said, I don't want to go out that way. Nothing else needs to be said about Brady and his career, but let's talk about what what he leaves behind because, uh, yes, the the Bucks drafted Kyle Trask last season. I, I guess they know what they have there. We certainly don't because we didn't see him play this season. Um, I would, I can't imagine they're they're handing him the job or honestly even letting him compete for a starting job in twenty twenty two. Uh, Still lots of talent on that roster, although uh, guys like Chris Godwin uh, are free agents. So they've they've got some some pieces that there are some some questions about. Uh, Gronkowski, of course, could also retire. We'll see how that goes. This Buccaneers team, we're we're not doing the 2021 Tampa Bay uh, review, but suddenly they're in a lot of trouble. Oh, man, yeah. And, you know, overarching theme is – what if Rodgers ends up in Denver? I mean, the NFC has hardly any good teams left anymore, and the North and South look terrible, those two divisions. you know, Just talking specifically with the Bucks, I'm sure Gronk won't be back now. Might Arians hang it up? You know, they, um, they got a year older because they brought everybody back, but that makes you very old very quick, and they won a Super Bowl, so it's all worth it, and, you know, change the whole outlook of that team. But they have a lot of prominent free agents, Fournette and Godwin, a couple offensive linemen, Pierre Paul. I mean, it's going to look very different there. I don't see an obvious answer at quarterback. Um, you know, Trask might be involved, but I don't think you just hand him the keys to the car. That would certainly shock me. He wasn't even the number two this year. Um, so I think this team in general takes a massive step back. And I have to think, you know, Mike Evans in particular really takes a hit here for dynasty. Yeah. And Evans, one of those players that always seems to be undervalued anyway. Um, this, this certainly is not going to help on that front. No, Matt, as I said, and speaking of Tom Brady, we are going to be talking about the New England Patriots and their 2021 season and and a little bit of what to expect next year as well. We'll do that right after this. There might be less football being played, but betonline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scores, totals, 
player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. I mean, BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is a, the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The New England Patriots were 10 and 7 in 2021, good for second place in the AFC East. Uh, really got some great play from their rookie quarterback Matt Jones. Uh, they they struggled through last season, Matt and um, and then kind of retooled a little bit with with Jones in the first round. Uh, got aggressive in free agency, especially at, at tight end. Interestingly enough. Uh, with with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith coming in. Uh, I do want to get your thoughts on Jones, though, because there seems to be a big gap in how dynasty managers are viewing this player. Uh, he didn't put up the crazy numbers that uh, that that we like to see from from our quarterbacks, our, our fantasy quarterbacks. Um, but you could argue he didn't really have the supporting cast to to do that. Um, Superflex format, what are your thoughts on Mac Jones? Is he a guy you would be investing in, uh, or is he just that game manager? I think I'm investing in him. I mean, yep. game manager is not a bad term to me, but he is that style, of course. Um, I, I, I thought that his public perception, and this probably correlates to Dynasty as well, was a little inflated for 10 to 12 weeks. And then he got too much criticism down the stretch. I mean, all in all, he massively outplayed what most first-round rookie quarterbacks do. He absolutely looks like he belongs. Um, I don't know that he's ever going to be a top-five type fantasy producer because of the lack of running, but he is a starting quarterback all day long, and I trust this organization to build around them, although I – didn't put my stamp of approval on how they spent their free agency money last year. And I think that's kind of borne out to be true a little bit, you know, the mm -hmm. Aguilars of the world and born, I mean, the tight ends and like could have done better than that. I still see the biggest need on the team is a number one wide out. Absolutely. And, and the player who served as their top wide receiver this year, Jacoby Myers uh, is a, a free agent. He's restricted, so you expect they would uh, keep him locked think, up. Yeah. But you're right. They, they've got to get a, a, a top receiving threat on this team. The, the problem is when they've drafted that guy, it, it never, at seem, it. never seems to work out when, they, when they've spent a first or second or really even a, a top, uh, top half of the draft pick. You know, they've hit on a couple of the later rounders, which is always a nice surprise. But, I mean, Nikhil Harry, one of the biggest dynasty disappointments of the past few years. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're bad at scouting wide receivers unless they go trade for Randy Moss, it seems like. Yeah, that one that one worked out. All that right. worked out okay. Uh, 
who on this team, and, and we've thrown out a, a bunch of names already, who would you consider the biggest disappointment uh, of the past season on this roster? Mm. I had high hopes for Jonu, and I was oh. probably, yeah, that's really bad. I was going to say the same thing. I, yeah. I couldn't believe, uh, couldn't believe how they used him or the, or the lack of use there. Uh, they actually paid Johnny Smith uh, more than Hunter Henry. Um, but week by week, Johnny's role just seemed to decrease and uh, it, it's hard to have hope for him moving forward. Right. I thought this was big spike. I was buying him left and right. I mean, there was even one league that I had Mark Andrews and John U. Smith, and I got a big offer for Andrews, and I took it and thinking, I can just count on Smith to be my number one. That didn't work out so well. I, I guess what did help is they signed Johnny Smith going back to, you know, almost a year now to free agency. They signed Johnny Smith. Everybody uh, w- was very quick to value him and move him up our rankings. And then the next day they signed Hunter Henry. And, well, that uh, hurt, yeah. Right. A little dose of reality. Those two kind of canceled each other out. Both of them moved down rankings, moved down ADP. So we, we but they still of, spent a lot of money on the two. You'd think that they'd throw them the football more. Yeah. Especially with, with disappointment. Right. Especially with the lack of wide receivers. Right. Right. Uh, the running game, as it almost always is, was, uh, was very solid for the Patriots. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson was a great surprise. Uh, one of those rookie picks that did work out. But when it comes down to it, this is in some ways, even though it was productive, it's a frustrating backfield because we don't know which of these two guys to count on. James White missed uh, much of the season. We assume he'll be back. I, I guess they could cut him, uh, but uh, he's he's not all that expensive. So mm-hmm. if you add James White back to the mix as that pass catcher, it's even more frustrating. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Last episode, we talked about the Steelers and, Long-time head coach, well, he feeds one back. Well, even longer-time head coach, you hate his fantasy backfields. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love Ramondre Stevenson. I thought he was even better than I expected. I picked him up a lot in rookie drafts, but he's probably always going to be a committee player. Does anybody on this roster, and, and we can get into the ADPs here, but does anybody on this roster stand out as a as a player you would be targeting this offseason? Their first-round pick, if he's a wide receiver, and hope he doesn't turn into a bust like all their first-round receivers do. <laughs> oh, that's that bad, hurts. though, man. It hurts. Looking at I that, I guess age- Mac. I guess his stock's down a little. I think Mac will make those around him better at some point. But I'm reaching. Yeah, Mac Jones is an interesting case, and and there's probably a, several quarterbacks like this, but I, I think he's undervalued in one quarterback leagues. His ADP is 148 overall there. Uh, for reference, it's it's below Hunter Henry. Uh, in Superflex, I think just because of his age, because he flashed enough uh, as a rookie, I think he might be overvalued in Superflex League, undervalued in one quarterback. Hmm. That, that's funny, but uh, you make good points, and I can't disagree with it. The top two players on this roster, according to ADP from January uh, DLF, Najee Harris. Nope, not Najee Harris. Damian Harris. We've covered all the Harris uh, running backs this week. (laughs) Damian Harris, 71 overall, is is their most valuable player, and that just kind of feels gross. His his backfield mate, 
Uh, Stevenson pretty close behind him, 80 overall. And then we dropped to Jacoby Myers at 96. Three top 100 players on the roster. You don't see the upside with with really any of the three. In fact, it might be Stevenson who has the most upside. Yeah, and say for the price, I think Stevenson would be the one I'm most likely to buy at that cost. I like Harris, but it's the same problem that those two cancel each other out. I mean, yeah. And Harris is not going to catch passes. No, right. I mean, I, I don't mean to kind of like blow the segment off. It's just this is not attractive, fertile grounds for any of these. I mean, there's nothing here that gets me my juices flowing. No, they're really not. It, 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 I do kind of assume this is going to be another uh, a team, a Patriots team that can once again contend for uh, – contend for a playoff spot. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're, they're going to beat the bills next year. You said yesterday you consider the bills, uh, the, the Super Bowl favorite for next season. So I, I don't know that we can project them to overcome the bills, but they'll probably be in the hunt for a playoff spot. They'll probably make the playoffs. Oh, they'll but, be in it. But dynasty wise, you're right. This is, this is a rough team to pull anything from. Very much so. Any any moves? Uh, you, you talked a little bit about wide receiver as as a need there. Any other moves that stand out uh, that the Patriots could make this offseason uh, that would maybe change your perception? I mean, I do think there's a real good chance their first-round pick's a wide out. And what if it's Burks or somebody like that? I might fall forward again and, and go down that road. Um. I yeah, can't imagine. I almost I almost don't want them to get a guy like right, Burks. That you like. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. What about Williams from Bama with his saving connections and and he sits for a couple months and I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he'll probably take a linebacker or something that isn't exciting or you know, <laughs> just kind of building the trenches and uh, I, I can't get excited about this team. I mean, there's, I can see a lot more avenues from the bad teams in the league of how I want to invest my dynasty resources. All right. We'll, we'll cut it off there. Some, <laughs> Stop some, the bleeding. Some bad dynasty vibes for the new England Patriots, despite their winning season and, uh, and their playoff uh, playoff contention. Matt, when we come back, we'll move over to the Raiders. We mentioned some ties to the New England Patriots. We'll get into that right after this. Hey, everyone. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Uh, Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better. Uh, Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick with your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike some of the other protein bars that are waxy and chalky or taste like a chemical spill. Uh, you want to eat healthy, but it, it just gets so boring. But by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's all the chocolate? Well, Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, most Bilt Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and 4 net carbs, and 19 or 17 grams of protein. Uh, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs. So here's an idea for your new year. Go to your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, in the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary, calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. 
Uh, even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built Bar, you can almost always almost count it as a workout in itself. Uh, there's so many flavors to choose from. I mean, peanut butter brownies big in my house, raspberry, coconut almonds, salted caramel, mint brownie, cho- cookies and cream. My son kills cookies and cream. Many more. Uh, in fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So go check out Built.com often to see what's new. Built.com. So here's what you do. Go to Built.com, use our promo code to get 15% off our order. And your promo code is LOCKED15, LOCKED15, all caps. And that gets you 15% off at Built.com. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we continue our 2021 team-by-team reviews. Make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Matt, let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. To me, this was one of the most impressive teams of the 2021 season. Coming into the year, I, I, I did not look at them as a contender at all. They finished 10-7 and seven on the year, second place in the AFC West. And, and that's, that's good enough on its own. But then when you factor in the, the off-field issues that they dealt yeah. with this season, of course, uh, losing their head coach, John Gruden, in the – uh, the controversial way they did midseason, losing uh, their one of their top wide receivers, Henry Ruggs, due to the tragedy he was involved in. I, I think at this point we have to assume we'll never see him on an NFL field again. Uh, both of those major blows to the team and and could have, you know, could have derailed the entire season, but it didn't. Uh, this team advanced to the playoffs nearly had the Bengals beat. And, and we know now that the Bengals have, have advanced to the Super Bowl. So uh, really an impressive job. I think we talked about ties to the Patriots earlier and uh, this, this Raiders team just made a couple of big hires. Dave Ziegler uh, is their new GM for, uh, from the Patriots organization. I don't know much about him, honestly, but uh, of course, Every team around the league, many teams try to try to poach the Patriots for uh, both coaching candidates and front office uh, options. The Raiders have done that. Ziggler is the new GM. Josh McDaniels is their new head coach. He's back in the AFC West. The former uh, former Denver Broncos head coach. He was there a couple of years. That did not work out post Eli Manning or post Peyton Manning. I'm sorry. Uh, but McDaniels gets another shot. He's been with the Patriots as, as offensive coordinator and has had some obvious success there. What do you see as McDaniels impact on this team? I I really like the hire and I think it's easy to kind of dismiss him that he drafted Tim Tebow and he didn't do well as a head coach and no, no Belichick, you know, coaching tree guys do well outside of new England and, he, you know, he turned his nose up at Indianapolis and all that. But I think he's a great offensive mind. I've been told that he's incredibly smart. Um, I've also been told that the Raiders are going to hand him really the keys to the whole car. It's your team. Take it away. And I think that's the opportunity he's been looking for. 
Um, I, I think he could do good things here. I mean, the, the rest of the division is really tough, obviously. Um, what I think is interesting is, is Derek Carr is a free mm-hmm. agent after a year from now. And if you're going to trade him, now's the time to get something. But I would think that, you know, with all the things they overcame and as well as Carr played, my hunch is McDaniels is going to be excited to work with Carr, not excited to get rid of him. Well, there was a report about uh, McDaniels' interview process, and and this was kind of late-breaking. The Raiders had interviewed multiple candidates. Uh, McDaniels was uh, was not one of the, the guys they had in early, but um, r- reportedly he came in with a plan of how he would use Derek Carr, how he, he would uh, ideally improve his game, mm. uh, potentially some two tight end sets. He talked about... Darren Waller, obviously, and Foster Moreau as well. So, uh, you, you know, we'll see if that plays out that way, but that could be uh, certainly good news for a guy like Foster Moreau. Yeah, that is encouraging. Like, I thought the loss of Ruggs, not that Ruggs was a great, great player, but his speed element and the, how mm-hmm. different he was from Renfro and Waller really hurt this team. But I think a, a good way to maybe combat that is make Waller – you know, a compliment to Moreau as opposed to Ruggs, and they still could add a receiver, and Renfro's solid. So, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, his usage of double tight end sets in New England um, really worked well, even though we just said some things differently about Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry and whatnot, but there's clearly a history there, and I think that would help Carr and help with protection as well and running game. So, no, I think the pieces are in place there. Um, I think the offensive line could use a little bit of attention and maybe one more speed receiver, maybe with some size would make some sense, but most pieces are in place here for this offense. Yeah. Hunter Renfro was a a great surprise, a player who has gained a ton of dynasty value uh, over the past several months this season. Uh, We we talked about the receiver spot. I I think they need to add a couple. We've seen, we've seen these veteran wide receivers really revitalize their career with the Raiders over the past two years. It was one of the players we talked about in, in our earlier segment, it was Nelson Aguilar last year uh, who played well for the, uh, for the Raiders in 2020 and and got a free agent contract from the Patriots. And then this year it was Zay Jones who has has been a disappointment throughout his career and, and kind of flashed late in the season for Oakland. He is also a free agent. So we'll see if he stays. Uh, they could, they could definitely use him if, but if he goes elsewhere, they've got to make a move. It's Hunter Renfro and, and Brian Edwards. And I don't know that you can count on Edwards uh, really to do to ask you anything yeah. at this point. Um, just, I was really intrigued with him as when the season was starting and oh yeah, felt like he hasn't done anything with his opportunities. Right. No, he, he hasn't. And, uh, when I saw the report about uh, about McDaniel's focusing on the on the two tight end sets, part of that is because you've got two talented tight ends. Obviously, we know how how good Waller is, and Foster Moreau is is often referred to as the best backup tight end in the league. But I think a lot of that has to do with how bad your wide receivers are as well. Uh, not only is Zay Jones a uh, free agent, as we mentioned, Deshaun Jackson, who they brought in, that didn't really work out. He's a free agent couple of veteran running backs, Jalen Richard, Peyton Barber, both free agents. And we've talked about Marcus Mariota as an, as 
an option for your Steelers, he too is a free agent. You would think he would try to find a different job unless uh, I would assume uh, unless so. somehow they move on from Derek Carr uh, in the next month or so. Yeah, I, I I think he'll be one of the eh, maybe not. I was gonna say I think he'll be one of the thirty two starters, but maybe he'll be in a competition with the first round pick or something like that. Unlike a lot of the other teams we have discussed, I think there's a real argument or a real debate about which player on this roster is the most valuable from a dynasty standpoint. Looking at their ADPs, they're close enough. Darren Waller is at the top, 56 overall. Josh Jacobs at 61. Hunter Renfro at 76. Those are the only players in the top 10 rounds for this team. Uh, are, are you going chalk here with Waller or, or would you choose one of the other guys? Hmm. I mean, Waller was clearly above so far above these guys to start the season. Right. And he didn't do much to hurt his cause, but he made me think he might be getting a little older than I expected, you know, quicker than I expected. I love the way Jacobs plays and he actually started catching passes this year, which I think is intriguing, but is he going to be, Damian Harris for McDaniels. You know, I don't know that he'll be the, the full-time guy. I might want Renfro. I mean, <laughs> clearly McDaniels teams have had a pretty good success out of the slot. Clearly Carr likes him. He's a pretty darn good football player. Yeah, I think about Renfro and, um, you know, maybe his breakout was due to the loss of rugs and, and just the thin mm-hmm. depth chart. Edwards being a disappointment. So, um, maybe his opportunity kind of came, uh, by default almost, but I don't, even if they do add a, a free agent or, or a top rookie wide receiver, uh, if Renfro might get bumped down one peg, I don't know that he's getting bumped down far enough that will, would put him back down to where he was entering the season. So he's right, right. He's, he's here going, to stay. Right. He's here to stay. And uh, I I don't think I've, I'm ready to take him over Waller, but Jacobs at 61, right below Waller, feels a little overvalued to me, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries, a lot of wear and tear. How much will he be used as a receiver? And we, we talked about what Miles Sanders yesterday, same draft class. I mean, they're right. not spring chickens anymore, like you, you know, people might think. No, I was surprised. I was thinking of Sanders as well. We said Sanders' ADP was 74, and here is Jacobs at 61. So essentially a full round ahead of Sanders. That one surprised me. Yeah, I guess we put it in that light. I don't know that he's noticeably better. Anybody you are buying specifically from this team, would it be Renfro down at that 76 ADP? Are you taking a shot on one of the other guys? Brian Edwards ADP is 149. Kenyon Drake, 159. Derek Carr, I know you like him, 171. Zay Jones, the free agent, 201. And Foster Moreau, 262. For the prices, Carr, 171. You know, like I have him in my my one super flex league. You start him every week. You're pretty happy with him. And that's not much to pay. I know his price would be much more in super flex. I get that. But he's a quality player that's here to stay and is – 10th to 12th best quarterback in the league and Moreau for all the mentions you know all the reasons we mentioned too I mean he's still pretty young I think his best days are ahead of him whether it's with this team or his next stop after his first contract but I think he's a good football player too yeah those those are good points 
I'm with you on Carr. He's cheap enough, and and he's he's good enough to to uh, you know to be a backup in a one quarterback league or to be your second option in Superflex. I don't know this. This is just another. This feels almost like the Patriots. We we talked about them earlier in the show. A little better off when it comes comes to weapons, but outside of Darren Waller, I'm just not too excited about any of these guys. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I mean, I do think McDaniel's coming in will give him an offensive shot in the arm a little bit. I think he's a good schemer. I think he'll get more out of this offense than we've seen. I think I'm buying Renfro at 76. Yeah, Renfro can uh, certainly be had. We talked about the ADP, still very reasonable. And uh, looking at some of his his uh, recent trades that have taken place, also very reasonable. Uh, sometimes you can get him for a second plus. So uh, a couple seconds, second and a third, if you find That's the right. Bad. No, not at all. If you find the right... Uh, right manager in your league or the, the, the right situation, I guess I should yeah. say. Uh, there's a lot of Renfro believers out there, but there are some ready to cash out after his big season as well. That is it for today's show. Please make sure right. you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.